Welcome to episode 251 of The Recovery Show. This episode is brought to you by Catherine, Marianne, Lori, Mary, and Susan. They use the donation button on our website. Thank you, Catherine, Marianne, Lori, Mary, and Susan for your generous contributions. This episode is for you. We are friends and family members of Alcoholics and Act, who have found a path to serenity and happiness. We who live or have lived with the seemingly hopeless problem of addiction understand as perhaps few others can. So much depends on our own attitudes, and we believe that changed attitudes can aid recovery. Before we begin, we would like to state that though we at the Recovery Show may be in a 12-step program, we represent ourselves rather than the program. During this show, we will share our own experiences. The opinions expressed here are strictly those of the person who gave them. Take what you like and leave the rest. We hope that you will find something in our sharing that speaks to your life. My name is Spencer, and I am your host today. Today's episode is is a little bit different than our usual episode. I was recently interviewed by Northern Spirit Radio for their show called Spirit in Action. Let me read the uh, the description. Each week, Spirit in Action brings you stories of people living lives of fruitful service, of peace, community, compassion, creative action, and progressive efforts. We will trace the spiritual roots that support and nourish them in their service. Above all, we will seek out light, love, and helping hands being shared between our many neighbors on this planet, hoping to inspire and encourage you to sink deep roots and produce sacred fruit in your own life. Spirit in Action is an hour of interviews with those providing leadership and peace, justice, and good works, interspersed with relevant music. I was contacted by the hosts of this uh, show, Spirit in Action, to see if I would be interested in being interviewed on their show. And we made an arrangement. We t- I talked about things like anonymity. You know, We don't use our full name in press, radio, films, or TV. And this is actually a radio show as well as being on the internet. So I said, I will be Spencer T. It was, it was interesting, you know, being at the sort of the other end of the, of the interview process. So this is the format we're going to do. And these are the kind of questions we're going to ask. I was like, okay, we did it. And it was published, I think about a week ago. Let's see, broadcast. It was broadcast date 6-2-2018. So a couple, yeah, about a week ago. The introduction to My particular episode says the impact of addiction can shape our lives in unexpected ways. Spencer T. and his guests on the Recovery Show podcast carry the message of healing for those affected by addiction and alcoholism. We explore the 12 steps of Al-Anon and see how working the steps can offer solutions to personal challenges we all face. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a link to this podcast episode from Northern Spirit Radio. I'll put that link in the show notes at therecovery.show slash 251. If you're interested, you can go listen to it at, at their website, or you can subscribe to their podcast, which you might want to. And to pique your interest, here's a, just a little bit of what I said. That is one of the things that makes it so hard for those of us who love alcoholics and addicts, because our problem's not obvious to the people around us. What they saw for me was that I was really angry a lot of the time. I could just explode at people at work, at my children, and that's what they saw. Spencer has an anger problem. You know, Spencer didn't actually have an anger problem. What Spencer had was an alcoholism problem that was manifesting as anger because he didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, so I'm going to put that link there 
So you can go listen to it. We'll move right into the latter parts of our normal schedule, which is life and recovery. How do I use the principles of the program in my life and in my meetings? It's been a couple of weeks because last week I published the Tom W. Open Talk, Speaker Talk. Yeah, so about a week ago, on June 3rd, I had entered a 5K race, which is the first time in my life that I have done such a thing. I was never a runner. I think I've talked about that before. And over the last several years, I've been building up my ability to run that sort of distance. And I know there were also people who were running 10K and a half marathon. And I am not aspiring to that, at least not yet. Um, After I posted on Facebook that I had run the race, my sister responded with, and what's your next one? (laughs) I'm like, "Um, I did not have that goal. Maybe I should. Maybe I want to. I think it's a want to, not a should, because I'm not doing this as a competitive thing. I'm doing this as a sort of a milestone of a, I have reached this place in taking care of my physical health that I can actually do this. And not only can I do it, I ran that race and got a personal best time that was probably about in the middle of my age range for people who ran that race. So that's pretty cool. And I felt really good about it. It was a cool day. It rained for most of the run. But as I said, it uh, it kept me from sweating. Or if I was sweating, I couldn't tell. And it didn't get hot. And that was fun. It was fun. Um, and, it, and it really, you know, the ability to do that is a mark of the way I've been taking care of myself in recovery. Saturday, I went to my step meeting and... We were talking about step nine, making amends. And I reflected on something that had happened at work earlier in the week. We had had an outage of a particular part of of the service that we provide. This was not a, a serious outage, but it was one that involved a lot of people and a lot of time to repair. And the problem had started with software maintained and written by the team that I lead. And we have this process where when there's an outage, we get together and we talk about, we talk about what happened, but we also talk about, we talk about the the expectations we had, the assumptions we made and what we've learned, because this is very much of a, it feels like a recovery thing and it's, you know, it's, and it's not designed that way, but it, the purpose is to help bring out the, the systemic issues that lead to a case where somebody can make a mistake and cause an outage of this sort and, and to take those learnings and bring them back and improve. Okay. So there we are. We do an inventory. We talk about it out loud. You know, we admit to, Anybody who is interested, these are not closed meetings. It's an open meeting of the organization. Anybody who wants to can come. The people who are involved have to come. So there's step four and step five. We determine the exact nature of our wrongs uh, and go to make amends by taking those learnings and turning them into action that will help us to prevent 
a similar thing from happening in the future. And I'm not explaining it really well here, but so it really fit together with the the step nine uh, that we were talking about. And it was a small group that day. We got done in 40 minutes. Well, we had 20 minutes left in the hour when we were done. And the guideline for the meeting says, if you have time, you can look at the reading of the day from courage to change. So we pulled that out and the reading was about humility and step seven and about humility being seeing ourselves in our correct relationship with our higher power and not, it's not about humiliation. And I remembered that I had also heard a definition of humility as being teachability and my understanding of what happens in step seven is me accepting my shortcomings so that I can then ask for change. Uh, and I've talked about this before. And and so that also really connected to this thing we had done at work earlier in the week because we had to be honest and open about the things that we did, the things that we thought, the assumptions that we made. And, and in this particular case, there were a whole lot of assumptions that seemed reasonable on the surface, but that weren't actually true. And that was, that was part of the learning that we did. So there was that, that connection of the step nine, the step seven, and, and the, the work event that all came together nicely for me Saturday morning. I also want to talk about what's coming up for the, the recovery show. I will be in about a week. I'm going on vacation for about a week. That may impact the, the schedule of publishing the show. I have thought in the past I can record one while I'm on vacation. That doesn't work, really. Following the vacation, I'll be home for a couple days, and then I'm having some surgery that may make it difficult for me to record the show for a few weeks. And so it's possible that there will be a hiatus coming up as as I go through vacation and surgery. I'm trying to stack some things up a little bit ahead so that hopefully we don't have any gaps, but if it does, that's why. I will, I will be okay. But that is coming up, and uh, and so there may be some breaks. If you want to contribute to the show, if you want to have your voice in the show, maybe share you know, how you're using recovery in your life uh, or respond to one of the topics that we've talked about to ask questions, to suggest new topics, you can call and leave us a voicemail at 734-707-8795. You can use the voicemail button on the website to join the conversation from your computer, or you can send email to feedback at therecovery.show if you prefer not to use your voice. Although I love to hear your voice. I do. Please share your experience, strength, and hope, your questions, your topic suggestions. The website, which is therecovery.show, has all the information about the show. We have notes for each episode and a contact page that has the phone number, et cetera, et cetera. So if you only remember one thing, go to therecovery.show and in the menu at the top of each page, you can hit the contact link and it will tell you how to, how to, how to contribute your voice. And speaking of, we had some emails and voicemail this week. Kelly wrote, hi Spencer. Thanks for another great show. When you were talking about isms, it made me think about the books I've recently purchased. 
They're written by a former Catholic priest who is now a practicing psychologist, Dennis Ortman. I found his story fascinating when I read his book, Waiting for the Archbishop, Memoirs of a Former Priest in Transition. He grew up with an alcoholic father and has personal experience with the 12 steps. Here are the three I just bought on Amazon, and maybe I should look for buying too many books anonymous? Smile. Anger Anonymous, Depression Anonymous, Anxiety Anonymous. These are all books. They are all subtitled The Big Book of Whatever Addiction, so The Big Book of Anger Addiction, etc. I haven't looked at them, but uh, apparently they exist. Tara left a comment on the Force and Power show notes. That was episode 249. She said, I love Loggins' I'm All Right song. Always doing the gopher dance when I hear it. What a delightful thing to now associate the song, the Caddyshack Gopher, and with recovery. Thanks, Spencer. What a great topic and great discussion. Thank you, Spencer and Eric, for so much wisdom and insight. This is very timely for what I have going on in my life right now. Thank you. Julie wrote with a suggestion about transcripts. Hi, Spencer. First, I will say that I love your podcast. I don't live near a lot of meetings, so it's nice to get some program whenever I need it. Thank you and everyone else who contributes so much. I wanted to tell you about a transcript option that sounds like you may not have considered. Another podcast I listen to, created by someone who generously volunteers his time, like you do, and takes donations. To generate transcripts, he asks for volunteers among his listeners and makes announcements during the wrap-up of the episodes about what he needs and what new episodes have been completed and posted. I imagine there are many grateful listeners willing to offer this service. I would be one of them if you decided this was right for the show. If you want to see or hear how it works, the podcast I mentioned is Shrink Rap Radio, and it's Rap, R-A-P, not W-R-A-P. I'm happy to answer your questions if I can, and once more, thank you very much for your service in the recovery show, Julie. Now, that's an interesting option, so I'll put it out there. Would you consider volunteering to transcribe a show as a service to the community? And I have to say, I'm also uh, investigating some other options. Apparently, there there are some less expensive options for doing automated transcription. I tried it on the Force and Power episode with Eric, and it's not bad. There were some some clear goofs, some places where the, he couldn't understand what, what what word we were saying, and and just put something else in to fill it up. I might post that. I'll let you know if I do as a separate page connected to the show notes for that episode. And you can tell me how it looks. Katie writes, before I overthink this email into oblivion, I'm going to just get straight to the point. In the last few years, my life has been thrown into complete chaos and despair with the relapse of a member of my immediate family. They had been sober for the entire 27 years I've known them. They were recently involved in a situation that could result in serving many years in prison. I found your podcast a few months ago, and I truly cannot find words fitting enough to express to you how life-changing it has been for me. I had no hope. I had no light at the end of the tunnel. I had no peace. I had completely abandoned myself, my feelings, and my spiritual needs. I could not see through the disaster that became my life. But then I found the recovery show, and I was no longer lost. And more importantly, I wanted to find myself again. I immediately started attending Al-Anon and haven't missed a meeting since. Thank you so much for the open, honest conversations you have on your show. The podcast has 
that had a monumental impact on my life, and I could not be more grateful. Finally, the topic suggestions I have. One, experience with the relapse of someone who had very long-term sobriety. Two, coping with the chaos and overwhelming feelings that come when the alcoholic in your life is facing major legal consequences. Three, and if possible, coping with having to attend meetings with lawyers, court dates, prison, jail visits. I understand that these topics are fairly specific and not something that many people face, but if you or any guest speakers might have any insight into even a tiny bit of anything mentioned above, I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much for everything you guys do. Katie. And that's, yeah, that is not something I have experience with. So again, I'm going to put this out to you, the listener. If you have had this experience relapse after long-term sobriety, prison or jail time for a loved one, dealing with all that. If you would want to share that experience on the show, please send me an email and uh, we'll try to put that together. Thank you. Roberta left us a voicemail. Hi, Spencer. My name is Roberta. I'm calling from California and I just want to say thank you so much for all you do. I your recovery show is a part of my recovery. And I just want to comment on episode, I believe it's 232, so The Sober Parent. And you and your guest were talking, our guest hosts were talking about how intuitive kids are and how they sense things. Well, it struck a core when you said that because when my ex-husband went into recovery for the third time and I decided that my, or our daughter, youngest daughter, needed help to just understand what daddy went through and what was happening, because I used always the phrase, daddy's just not well, he's not feeling good. The Betty Ford Center in Rancho Mirage has an amazing children's program, and they talk about the adults or somebody in your life being stuck or trapped or caught. They really break it down. But one of the things that they had these children do is we broke up into small groups, and she had to write a letter to me, and I'm probably going to get emotional. She had to write a letter to me to say what she was seeing that I wasn't. And she was six at the time. I used to always tell her I was fine. And I, I was waltzing in, in and out of the rooms of Aladon, and we all know what fine means. And she said in her letter to me, and, and, and it was just, you know, our little small intimate group, and she would read her letter, and the only thing I was allowed to do is just tell her I love her and ask if I could give her a hug. I, I would have my chance to respond later, but that was all I could do. I just was broken after she said that. I My heart sank as low as it could possibly be when she said, you tell me you're fine, and I know you're not. And I just thought, oh, my goodness, she's she sees right through me, right through me. And so my response to her after got to process it for, you know, 24 hours, and I responded that I would never be fine again in quotation, that I would always tell her within her capability, you know, within her grasp of understanding where I was feeling, how I was feeling, what was troubling me, you know, she's 11 now, and we have an amazing relationship, and uh, my her dad and I have an amazing relationship. It's uh, just 
a God thing. He found his sobriety, and we both work our own programs, and we are divorced, and it's amazing. And so it's just when you said that, oh, boy, all those emotions came rushing back. Thank you, Roberta, for sharing that experience. It sounds like a very powerful tool, um, and it sounds like it was also emotionally challenging. Um, so thanks for sharing that. Nancy wrote to say thank you. Hello, Spencer and Eric. I haven't written in a while, so I thought I'd say hello and thank you again for the gift of your show. Most recently, I have loved the talks by Carl H. and Tom W. I've listened to both of them twice. As I said once before, your show has been my portal back into the program. I have found an Al-Anon meeting that is near my home and in which I feel comfortable. In a circumstance of divine intervention, I found a new church, too. The church in which my Al-Anon group meets beckoned me immediately. After 21 years of what has seemed like exile from both Al-Anon and a relationship with my higher power, I feel like I have been welcomed home. It's a long story and quite metaphorical for my life. I'll share it in a lead someday. Meanwhile, you guys keep coming back on the air. It works if you let it. Being restored, Nancy. Thanks, Nancy. And don't forget to go to the show notes at therecovery.show slash 251 and find the link over to Northern Spirit Radio Spirit in Action interview with me. Thank you for listening and please keep coming back. Whatever your problems, there are those among us who have had them too. If we did not talk about a problem you are facing today, feel free to contact us so we can talk about it in a future episode. May understanding, love, and peace grow in you one day at a time.